Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about gratitude and a specific gratitude intervention that can help you with your well-being. Um, but before we get started, Katina, why don't you tell us something you're thankful for today? Yeah, what am I thankful for today? Well, I am thankful that I have been able to take so many interesting trips this summer, including that I was able to come visit you. So now I'm back home, sadly. Um, but I am leaving tomorrow for uh, Chicago for conference. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. So right now, I'm thankful for um, being able to learn new things and spend time with cool people. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. I'm excited to hear about your conference too and how it goes and, and what you learn and if you can spread the worker being loved to yeah, others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think every year, I'm going to ask you what you're thankful for too, but um, but every year uh, we have <laughs> a lot going on at the Academy of Management Conference. And so it's just like with um, SIOP when we go to Society for Industrial Organizational Psychology, like you know, you know, when we go to that conference, you're just running around like crazy. And every year I try to be like, I'm not going to make my schedule crazy. And then I look at my schedule the week before and it's crazy. So but again, <laughs> uh, going back to what I'm thankful for, it is a good thing because I get to see a lot of people I haven't seen for a while, people who I work on research projects with. Um, and I try to have some fun. Um, we talked about travel tips. And I know one of the ones that we talked about was, you know, seeing new parts of a city when you visit. So um, I have some time planned to do that as well. So getting to see some of uh, Chicago, which is a city I really like. So I'm excited for that. So it should be good. And then, of course, I'll be able to come home and actually like spend time with my husband, which would be good because I've been on the road so much. So um, after this, I'll be <laughs> a little bit more stable. Um, and I don't know if uh, he would say that he was thankful for uh, my trips, but <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> He'll just be that much more thankful of your presence when you are at yes, home. Yes, that's so, true. there you go. Maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> or something like that. Um, but That is a saying. That is. That is a saying. Um, so what are you thankful for? Okay, let's think. I should have been thinking while you were talking, and of course I didn't. <laughs> um, well... I'm thankful for, you know, how things have been going with Burger Being. I think we've had some really exciting things going on and, and a lot of support from friends and family and our followers with the podcast coming out. So that's been really awesome and very exciting. Um, and then I'm just thankful for the people in my life. You know, I'm glad that I was able to spend time with you. Um, this weekend, I have my cousin coming for the weekend and we're going to be doing some girl time and so I'm really thankful to have those moments those times where I can spend time with the people I really care about and and do something fun especially in the summer on the weekends and go to the beach and you know having such a great place around me to explore with others is I guess another thing I'm grateful for because it, it really makes those moments even more special yeah and don't forget the cat that you're thankful for too Nittany of course she's actually looking at me right is now she? so that's kind of creepy <laughs> She just looked at me like, hello, mom. Sensed, what about me? She sensed that you were leaving her out of your thankfulness. <laughs> and now she's washing her face, so she doesn't care that much. I think that at some point we should debut a Nittany song to the worker being audience. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hear they that. They do. They do. Um, yeah, I, maybe. I was singing I songs to uh, Nittany when I was in L.A. and then found out that Patricia also sings songs to Nittany. And so we were serenading her and it was beautiful. 
Yeah, well, I do sing songs to my cat. It's weird. Please don't judge me. I'm sure me. most people sing <laughs> but, um, to their animals or like talk. To, I mean, everybody talks yeah. to their animals at least, so. Yeah, and I actually read, I think I told you this, I read a study that said that cats enjoy you singing to them or just enjoy people singing. It's like a really bizarre study. Um, and I took it to heart. And so now <laughs> I have to sing to my cat. You know, I take my tips to living my life from research. And if there is a study that tells me I should sing to my cat, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I feel like that's just because the cats are probably like, that's right. Sing. Sing because I want you to sing. Do it. Yeah, like, this is amusing to me. Keep going. That's what I think it is. But... Um, but yes, I think that your thankfulness for people that you like to spend time with, that's fun that your cousin's coming, um, and, um, for animals as well is all good. Um, and yeah, I guess if, um, folks out there have stuff that they're thankful for, we should start with like, a we should start with something where we have people kind of weigh in on what's going well with their lives and what they might need help with and things like that. So maybe we can get some more feedback from the folks out there too on, um, what they're thankful for. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll do a Instagram post and ask people to, to talk about what they're thankful for. Yeah, I remember um, there was this newspaper story. I think I might have told you this before, but um, I think I actually just told you this, of um, that little girl <laughs> who they asked, like, a kindergarten class um, what they were thankful for at Thanksgiving, and, like, they put it in the local paper, and, like, all the kids were like, I'm thankful for food. I'm thankful for, like, my family. And this one little girl was like, I'm thankful for all the dead people because at least they tried. <laughs> and I loved her. <laughs> I, I thought she was the best little girl that ever lived. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I want that little girl. She's amazing. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> no matter what you're thankful for, we would like to hear it. Um, so, anyway, even if it's for all the dead people because at least they tried. Um, so anyway, um, so today you're going to be talking about gratitude. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, the article that you're going to be reviewing and, um, who it was by, and then maybe just like some high level takeaways. Yeah. So the list of authors is kind of long, but it was written by Kaplan, Bradley Geist, Ahmad, Anderson, Hargrove and Lindsay, and it was published in 2014 in the Journal of Business and Psychology. And the article was called A Test of Two Positive Psychology Interventions to Increase Employee Well-Being. And really the gist, the main takeaways, is that doing this gratitude intervention that they they used in the study, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, actually helped employees feel more positive about their jobs. And it also helped reduce the number of days that they took time off for being sick. So that's kind of a proxy for testing for physical health, right? Um, they don't they didn't really know whether the person was actually more healthy, but they weren't taking time off for the reason of illness. Therefore, assuming that they're a little bit more healthy after um, after doing this intervention. Cool. So can you describe? Um, what gratitude is, because I think a lot of times, you know, we use it like just how we used it um, in general, like casual language, like what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Um, But in the workplace, I think it can take some different forms. So um, when we're talking about gratitude Mm -hmm. at work, could you just like let us know a little bit about what that, what the definition of that would be? Yeah. The way they defined workplace gratitude was the orientation towards noticing and appreciating the positive in one's work life. 
So kind of like we were just noticing that the positive things in our personal lives, it's very similar. You're taking that time to notice the positive things in your job and in your work life. So things about your coworkers, about the actual job that you're doing, the company you work for, anything that's positive around work um, is what would be considered, you know, what you're focusing on for gratitude. So when you're noticing and appreciating those positive moments or those positive um, components of your job and your work life. Okay, yeah. So just kind of being able to step back and think about what it is that you're grateful for um, and recognizing, you know, what you have to be thankful for in the workplace. So kind of like what we just did, um, you know, in at work, on the job, uh, taking time to recognize those kinds of things. Is that correct? Yeah, that's definitely right on target. So that kind of leads to what the intervention actually was, which is really easy for people to implement um, based on, you know, the takeaways. It's probably something you want to think about implementing yourself. They asked the employees that were in the study to do this intervention three times a week for two weeks. And basically they were asked to record things that they were grateful for that was related to their jobs. Um, I actually have the whole prompt written out if you wanted me to read it. If I, if I read it now, I can just kind of read it slowly and you can actually go back to it if you wanted to and listen to it every day if you wanted to think of um, what to write down, what you should be focusing on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Okay, so the prompt. It said... Try to think about the many things in your job and work, both large and small, for which you are grateful. These might include supportive work relationships, sacrifices or contributions that others have made for you, advantages or opportunities at work, or thankfulness for the opportunity to have your job in general. Try to think of new ideas that you have not focused on in the past. Pretty straightforward, right? So the employees were actually going into a system Um, or they would log in their thoughts on this prompt. So writing down just a couple of things that they were thankful for that day um, about their job. So they just spent a few minutes thinking about their job, what they're grateful for, and writing it down. I think it's a relatively simple um, intervention that pretty much anyone can do, and it's definitely free. Yeah, so they were going in, and how many times a day were they doing this? They did it three times a week, so not even every day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it wasn't even taking up, like, time on a daily basis to do that, and it still had an impact. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And they actually looked to see, like, um, if people that did it more often had bigger benefits than people that maybe did it a little bit less. And it didn't really matter. If you did it a couple times a week or if you did it five times a week, you still saw benefits. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. That You know, you could even just do – a Monday or a Friday, maybe like in a midweek um, thankfulness or great gratitude exercise that you just throw in your calendar for a couple minutes um, and you would be able to see these kinds of benefits. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think that, you know, something that's really exciting about learning about these kinds of interventions is that even though in this company it seems like they had this done electronically, I would assume that you could probably do something even more simple in format, like, you know, just write it down Mm -hmm. in a notebook. Like, you don't need to have it built into a computer, I bet, uh, to see the impact, even though I'm sure the study didn't compare those two things. But if you're thinking like, oh, well, we don't have a computer system that's going to prompt people to do that, well, you could, you know, keep yourself accountable for doing that in a notebook and have a more old-fashioned way of doing it. 
or even, you know, if you're leading a team or if you're a part of a team, you probably could even just do this in like, if you have a daily like catch up meeting or something of that nature to like have people do it as a group even could, could possibly help. Yeah, I think all those ideas are really great. Um, there's nothing about technology that is necessarily required for this. I think it was an ease of study kind of approach. You know, they were able to do it electronically so they could keep track of how many times people did this um, and probably less about the actual form of doing it online versus on paper. Um, and probably even just thinking about it, you know, would help to some degree. I know that there's benefits of journaling in general, so writing it down does have added benefits but if you just take a moment to reflect on what you're grateful for that should also help you out yeah I think that um like one of the reasons that gratitude is so interesting to me because um actually in some of the work that we're doing um on mindfulness um in our research lab we have uh, measured the extent to which people are mindful and preliminarily we're finding that as people's mindfulness increases as a result of going through mindfulness training, their gratitude also increases. And that wasn't something that we told them to do. It's just an outcome um, that we're finding is that people's hmm. coworkers are saying that they're showing more gratitude um, the longer that they are saying that they participated in mindfulness. So I participate in mindfulness. I tell you I participate in mindfulness. And then we went and asked the coworkers if their behaviors are changing. And one of the behaviors that they're saying is changing the most is that they're showing more gratitude um, to their coworkers. And so I think wow. it goes back to that sort of similar idea of if you take some time and pause and center yourself, just like how mindfulness asks you to do that, um, this is also kind of a reflective activity, um, similarly to mindfulness, that might help to just like recenter you and, you know, not just, you know, what's bugging you, but also like what's happening in the moment, like what's truly happening, and to recognize like things as they're occurring so that you can see the positive things that are happening around you more clearly as opposed to getting bogged down by like, what's happened before, what you anticipate is going to happen next, but like just really seeing what happens in the moment. And it seems like this intervention kind of gets at some of that too, like asking people to slow down and really focus on what they're grateful for. I think that's a really great point. It kind of ties into an anecdotal response that the, the study authors included in the study. They wrote down just kind of an example of what somebody said about the intervention and how they felt about it. And this person said, I've continued to have a greater awareness of the bright side of my job. On the days I feel overwhelmed, I think back to what I enjoy most about my job and that tends to lift my mood. So that totally coincides with what you're saying with mindfulness. They're taking that moment to think about, you know, reframe the situation and really think about the bright side of their work. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're finding too. Um, that coworkers were just sort of reporting that the person was more likely to like, hey, I did a favor for you and you actually notice it. You're not like so immersed in the thing that you're doing that you're not even recognizing the people around you that are helping you um, and taking time to mm -hmm. actually like recognize or appreciate that. So yeah, that, that seems similar. And I think an another kind of interesting thing about gratitude is that it seems so easy, right? Like that you should appreciate things that are positive about your job or things that are positive about your coworkers or provide positive feedback to people. Um, but at the same time, it's fairly rare that we see like gratitude abundant workplaces, right? We, we see more like complaint abundant workplaces, places where people focus on <laughs> negative stuff. Um, and I think that that, you know, is something really important for people to keep in mind that just psychologically um, there's a literature on, you know, how people focus on positive versus negative things. And I know that you know this from um, our grad program too, that 
people focus on negative events. It's something crazy. I'm going to get the number wrong, but let's just say it's the lowest estimate that I that's coming to mind right now because I was thinking it's either three times, five times, or ten times. So let's just say even three times longer. Um, people focus much longer on negative things that happen to them than positive things that happen to them. Um, and so, you know, when you're complaining about stuff or things aren't going well, you're so much more likely to dwell on that than to dwell on positivity, which um, is just a, a mm -hmm. psychological thing that happens to people, but it's something that you have to sort of like actively combat, I think. Um, in order for mm -hmm. the, the workplace to be more abundant with gratitude. So um, the cool thing about this is that there are fairly easy ways to bring people back to that, um, you know, that recognition that there are good things that are happening around them. It's just that they may be more likely to focus on the bad stuff. Yeah, that's a really great point because I think it goes back to what you're saying with the managers and potentially doing this as a group of teams. I think if everybody in the team is really involved in this intervention, if they're you know, even taking one day a week to think about being more what, what they're grateful for in the workplace. Um, and the whole team is going to be a little bit more positive. So it's really easy to focus on the negative, And it's also really easy to express the negative. So then you're kind of rubbing off on everyone around you. Um, but if the whole group is kind of starting to think about their outlook a little bit differently, then I, I bet the just the entire work environment would would adjust and would change based on that. Yeah, one of the um, like big researchers in this area is Kim Cameron. And um, he's at Michigan and um, he basically has spent like a long time um, in his career studying positive psych constructs at work. And um, one of the things that he found is like that it took a really long time for people to get in the habit of showing gratitude. But once they got into the groove of it, it was like really like reinforcing like one person says great job to another person and then they pass that along to another person and they're more likely to show gratitude to somebody else and then that person's more likely to show gratitude and then all of a sudden like the culture kind of shifts um but one of the things that um he found in his work was that and and the other colleagues that he's worked with as well um that you need to put like practices in place like you can't just like it's just like when you set a new year's resolution or something and you're like i'm gonna like be in shape this year or whatever. But if you don't set like really clear, like, well, how am I going to do that? Like, well, tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to take this class. And then the next day I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm going to take that class or whatever. If you don't set really clear action steps for yourself to achieve that goal, you're not likely to do it. And what their work found is sort of similar that, um, you know, if people don't set clear practices in place to achieve gratitude or to achieve positive workplace environment, it's not going to happen. So, um, so this is in, in line with that, that like you actually have to kind of start off by scheduling gratitude. <laughs> and then over time, if, <laughs> if you put this together with their work, it should become more natural where you don't have to keep mm -hmm. that on your schedule. It just sort of, sort of builds itself into the culture and starts to stick. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you do need that practice. It's just like with mindfulness, just like with everything else, you need to start to change your behavior and your outlook, and it doesn't happen overnight. So um, I totally agree. That I mean, that research makes a lot of sense that you need that practice. And, you know, here in this study, they only did it for two weeks, and they saw some good benefits even one month after they stopped doing it. So imagine what it would look like if they continue to do this long term. Um, that I'm, I'm sure that individuals would continue to see these types of benefits. So I just want to really quickly touch on what the actual findings were. I know I, I mentioned them very high level. Um, but when I talked about how people were feeling more positive emotions about their job, so the types of questions that were asked around that, just to kind of 
set the stage. Um, the positive, it's called positive job-related effective well-being. So again, it's about emotions, positive emotions in the workplace. And they were asking people about whether their job made them feel at ease, calm, content, excited, enthusiastic, happy, inspired, a variety of different words, different emotion words to see, you know, how people were feeling about their job with all these different positive words. And what they found was that at the end of this intervention, and then even one month after the intervention, they were feeling much more positively about their job. They're more inspired. They're more happy. They're more enthusiastic, more energetic. So all these different things, all these different feelings and emotions that are associated with their job increasing, I think is huge. Like if I could do this and just feel happier the next day or more inspired or more energetic, I mean, why wouldn't I want to do that? I feel like it can have a huge impact on just your day-to-day if you're starting to feel these positive emotions a lot more frequently. Yeah, that's really interesting too because I think we've been talking a lot about, you know, how it affects the workplace culture and the people around you, but it's really good to know that it also positively impacts you. Um, That, you know, if you're feeling like your work is just like blah and you're not inspired or energized to be able to refocus yourself on what you are thankful for, actually helps you to feel better it's not just about creating a better environment yeah and I think that's really important you know it's something that we can take away anybody listening can take away and actually do this and start to feel better if you're really feeling very anxious or you know some of those more negative emotions like doing this will help you feel some of those positive emotions more strongly Um, and the other thing that we already mentioned was the absence due to illness so people were less likely to take the day off because they were feeling sick Um, if they did this intervention and I think that's also really interesting because as I mentioned it's like a proxy for being sick like we don't actually know if these people are healthier at all but we do know that they're less likely to take that time for feeling sick Um, so either they're they are healthier or either they're not lying about it and they're staying at work because they're probably more energized about the job so I think either way there's some very big positives from a company perspective Um, if somebody is doing this kind of gratitude practice because they're less likely to lose productivity um, and having people just not be at work from being sick. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, if you think about yourself even on days when you've called out or you haven't gone in, sometimes it's because you're, you know, physically sick, like you have something diagnosable, like it's the flu or whatever. But I think everyone has had days where like, you know, I don't know, we used to like, call it when I was in school like my mom would let us have every year like a couple like personal days like if you just like felt (laughs) like you were run down you needed extra sleep you were like too tired you needed a day to catch up or something like she would let us do it maybe like once a year or something where it was like you know I just really don't want to go in because I feel like I'm just like burnt out kind of thing and I need a day to like catch my breath and I think that people do that at work too you know it's not just that you're physically Mm -hmm. sick like with a diagnosable ailment, but you could just feel like sick of what you're doing. And that makes you less likely to feel like energized to get up and go to work and maybe more likely to pick up the phone and call out. Yeah, I think that's a big piece of it because, you know, just tracking that absence, we don't really know what the reason is. Um, we know that people are saying they're they're not there because they're sick, but I think you're right. I think a lot of times it is this like, oh, I'm just so exhausted and I just can't possibly deal with work today. And the fact that this had an impact, I mean, that's pretty significant because it's not, again, not a lot of time, not a lot of effort to do this gratitude exercise, but you're seeing people 
are more likely to, to show up to work, feel energized, and not either actually get sick or feel burnt out and want to stay home. Yeah. And from a bottom line perspective, I mean, for companies, you know, companies are always trying to increase um, the amount of time that people are contributing to the workplace and not out sick. And so you see a lot of companies having, you know, wellness programs and things like that, which are awesome and, and also helpful. But I think a lot of times people don't think about the connection between mental health and physical health and that if you're feeling better and more energized mm-hmm. about your workplace, then you're more likely to feel better just generally. Like if you think about how you feel when you're de-energized, like you don't want to have be having that feeling on a regular basis and it could make it a lot more likely that you're going to call out or be sick if you're feeling that way. I agree. I think that, you know, kind of the key takeaways from this study, they're pretty simple. They're pretty straightforward, but I think that they're pretty impactful. So, you know, employees, managers, and companies can really think about this gratitude exercise to help increase the bottom line and to help increase the the happiness and the well-being of employees um, with just implementing a very simple little intervention that can easily be done um, at your desk for a couple minutes. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if a company would give everybody a little gratitude journal? Like, that would be so cute. You know, just a little like, hey, guys, like, think about what you should you love about your job. And here's a, a notebook to use. And you can make it cutesy and fun and give people that time to do it. And, I mean, it could have a, a really big impact for a big company. Yeah. And if you could kind of spotlight some of what people are, you know, if people are willing to share, you know, what people are grateful for in meetings or even um, I had worked with a company a while ago who was having some trouble um, keeping people engaged on the job. And one of the things that we did was create, um, they were a remote team. So um, they had um, some different kinds of challenges than maybe um, traditional offices that might be in person. But um, they basically had people create these videos about why they like their job and what they thought they're you know what they're basically it was more like related to like kind of like the calling and purpose stuff that we talked about but you could even do that here where you have people kind of like you could focus on in a newsletter for example like a monthly newsletter like what are people grateful for and you could have like a little video that you could watch of people talking about what they're grateful for about their workplace or their job or their coworkers, um or even give them other ways of showing gratitude you know like um I also worked with a company that gave every manager note cards and um, encouraged them whenever someone was doing a good job to write a thank you note um, to an employee. Another way of showing gratitude um, and receiving gratitude that's also helpful. So providing those tools like and putting it in front of people, like whether it's highlighting what people are grateful for in meetings or electronically or whatever or giving people tools to enhance the likelihood that they will show gratitude i think that there's stuff that people can do and you don't have to have like a company structure to do it you can go out and buy your own thank you notes like um so you know it's just something that i think goes a long way but people don't often think of yeah i think we could do a whole episode on recognition because that's a whole um topic that i think there's a lot of information about and there's a lot of programs out there there's a lot of companies that have recognition platforms where you can go and you can recognize your coworkers or your managers and et cetera. And there's all these different reasons why companies invest in, in recognition platforms. And, you know, some of that has to do with this gratitude piece. Um, and obviously also on the receiving end, how it feels to be recognized for your work. So I think there's a whole topic there that we could kind of discuss further in, a, in another episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, 
even just remembering on the spot, like it, yeah, I mean, it's part of a bigger recognition piece too, but just remembering on the spot to like say thank you, you know, if your team has worked hard um, to say thank you to others, but then also like they're talking about this article, like think about, you know, what happened to you that was positive? Like what are the aspects of your job that you're thankful for? I think a lot of times managers get burnout along the way or employees get burnout along the way. And so you end up seeing a lot of people in leadership roles or in, you know, individual contributor roles that just have, you know, gotten sort of like bitter, like hardened over time. And that attitude spreads too, just like gratitude can spread. Mm -hmm. So if you're spending, you know, five minutes a day even um, complaining about stuff that you don't like about your job to people, which most people do spend um, some period of time each day complaining about their job, think about the positive like things it could do for you to turn that five minutes of complaining about your job into like well let me actually think about this differently and think about like well what is going well and what am I grateful for um because like we mentioned before that negative talk is gonna stay in your mind a lot longer than the positive talk so you really need to like be purposeful about being positive much more than you need to be purposeful about being negative it just comes more naturally to be negative Mm-hmm. isn't that great yeah it's so natural to be so <laughs> negative which just then builds more stress and that's never fun um yeah it's it's no good but I think you're right I think taking that moment to think about the positive and then you start thinking about the positive more often so then you're less likely to to dwell on this negative because it's just so easy like if you complain about something um that's happening in the workplace like today I was complaining about um this work task that like I hate and pretty much everybody on my team hates, but we have to do it. And I was even talking to my boss about it. I was like, oh, this week I have to do this thing. And we're both, we were both complaining a lot about it. And um, that was definitely not productive. <laughs> we did not leave that um, meeting more positive because we were both complaining that we had to do this task. And it doesn't happen that often. We don't have to do this that often. So it's not that big of a deal. Like we should just... Honestly, we should have thought about, okay, well, you know, this week we have to do this one annoying thing, but most of the time our job is really cool. We get to work with really interesting people. We get to do some interesting work. So this is just one little component of the job, but we're super grateful for the rest of our job. But of course we didn't do that. And it's just so easy to fall into that trap. So then afterwards I was like, ugh, I can't even like get myself to do it. I had no energy to do it. I just felt tired. Um, so I feel like I was a perfect example of how to do this wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I just imagine if we had spent a moment instead to be grateful, we probably would have gotten through that task much more easily without the, the pain that you feel of doing a task you hate. Yeah. And I think that you're right that, um, there, there is some like newer, um, stuff on like complaining as a way to build camaraderie so if you're sharing something with a coworker that like you jointly dislike while it's probably not good from like a positive energy perspective it can help with like relationship building to some extent um as long mm-hmm. as it's just an aspect of your job so you're not just like sitting around being like my job stinks i hate life when can i you know when can i get out of here blah 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 but yeah like it's definitely not helping you to focus on the positive, to be in a conversation that might cause more negative affect. Cause like we know that like negative emotions spawn more negative emotions. 
Um, so if you have a conversation that's complaining, you're more likely to just like feel more bleh about the rest of your day. So whereas if you have these positive, you know, thoughts, obviously then as the study shows, it creates these positive emotions and then you're more likely to like put yourself in situations and notice situations that are going to continue those positive emotions. So while it may have some benefit of like sharing joint misery (laughs) at work, um, (laughs) from the perspective of like energizing you and inspiring you and not like building relationships, um, to some extent, um, it definitely like is better to focus on the positive. So, um, so yeah, maybe that daily intervention could combat, um, other kinds of things that you would do to, to, you know, have to, Every part of your job is not going to be your favorite part, but if at least you can spend some time during the day focusing on the parts you do like, then it will probably help to make that positive emotion spiral more likely than a negative emotion spiral. Yeah, so I think my takeaway from today would have been to leave that meeting and be like, breathe, let's write down some things that I'm grateful for in my job, and then take that kind of positivity throughout the rest of my day instead of kind of feeling a little bit low energy after thinking about this task that I don't like. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think there are like, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to sound like I'm like 90 years old or something. But like, I think like as you like (laughs) get older too, like and just have more work experience and more experience of like stepping back from things and like reframing and thinking about them differently, you get better at that. Like, but it's just because you have more experience, but you can like cultivate that experience in yourself to make yourself kind of grow um to the point where you actually are doing that on your own like it doesn't have to do with like age it's just experience and like you accumulate that experience over time but you can more quickly accumulate it if you practice it um at a younger age but like I remember this really really bad um situation that I was actually in as a graduate student in a class and there was a faculty member that we had um this was not in an IO class so um if anyone is listening, Boo, I was trying to figure out yeah, who it was. <laughs> if anyone's listening from the IO realm, it's not anyone that you know. Um, but I was in this class, and um, the faculty member was just really um, tough to figure out. And um, while um, she taught a lot of really good things in the class, um, she was just m- kind of moody and unpredictable, and it caused a lot of like anxiety for students in the class who were being evaluated. And so um, I was like giving a presentation in the class um, and I was the first one to go. Had I been like the third or fourth or fifth one to go, I would have realized that she was going to do this to everybody, but I wasn't, I was the first one to go. And um, basically in the middle of my presentation, she like stopped the presentation and was just like, okay, I'm basically done listening to your presentation. Um, I think that your presentation is terrible. Like, I don't even understand why you're interested in studying the topic you're proposing to study. It's like, really stupid there are way bigger problems in the world than the problem that you're trying to solve like I was talking about um (laughs) like gender issues in the workplace and she was like you know there are people who are like dying in poverty and like you're talking about like female leaders like who cares and it was this like really yeah and I was like I'm sorry like I don't study that like I don't know what to tell you like there are a lot of good people studying like homelessness and things like that like that's just not my area but I applaud the people that are studying that um but she basically ended class in the middle of my presentation and said, I'm so disappointed in this presentation. 
for like the, these reasons, one, two, three, um, this is my perspective. And so class is like over and I hope that the next presentation is better than this one was. And everybody was like terrified. And the next person that came in, she did the same thing. She ended class on them too. And so we realized it was a pattern, but I didn't know that because it was the first one. And so I went home and I like legitimately like was crying because I was so disappointed Aww. that, um, that I had done so poorly and it was just seemed so like out of whack and you know like you and I both are nerds and like we like to do well in school so I was just like I'm a failure I stink whatever <laughs> and um and something like happened in my brain that like I guess I had just been in school long enough or doing this stuff long enough that I thought like well on the flip side like my career is going to be that I'm going to be presenting in front of people ideas that I've come up with and I'm going to face people that don't like these ideas and bring up actually valid points about why they don't like them. Um, and I'm going to face people who just don't like them for reasons that I won't be able to explain. And I'm going to have tough audience members and I'm going to have people who ask crazy questions and whatever. So, um, so this experience is actually helping me to learn something because it was the first time that I ever had someone like push back like that. And so I was actually able to reframe um, what happened to me in a way that I was like, well, you know, I'm actually grateful that I had this experience in front of a class and not in front of a huge audience of people or later on in life, because it helped me to like understand what I needed to do to, um, it gave me like a little bit of a thicker skin, but it also allowed me to think about like, well, what if this happened? What if this did happen in front of an audience of people? Like, how would I respond? What would I say? How would I explain my work differently? So, um, from that perspective, I think, it, it was useful. And then I actually ended up um, later on in the semester writing her an email saying like your class was really challenging, like emotionally challenging and like work-wise challenging. But I am grateful that you pushed me because I do feel like I can, if I can present in front of you and end up eventually doing well in the class, then I can probably handle whoever. Um, and she wrote back mm -hmm. to me like a nice email afterwards, but not that her behavior was good or helpful or I'm like encouraging managers to act that way. But I think that even in negative situations, if you can think about like, well, what was good about this? What can I be thankful for? Um, it can help you to reframe the way that you see the situation and really like calm you down. That's a, I mean, that's a great story. I don't remember hearing that story. I probably did at some point, but, um, or was I in that class? I no. don't think so. Hannah was in my class. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to have to ask yeah. her about that. But I think that's but I think it's a really good point to be able to take a negative situation because honestly, when we're talking about all this gratitude and what you like about your job and what you, um, you know, what are the positive things that you see in your job and in your work, it's possible that you don't have that. You know, it's possible that you're in a workplace that you really don't enjoy, that's really negative, that's very toxic. Um, so you don't feel a lot of positive emotions about it, but maybe taking that moment and thinking, well, what am I learning here? What can I be grateful for in terms of experience that I'm getting that can help me in the future could also be a way to, to reframe your um, pers perspective on the work environment and potentially make you feel a little bit more positive. It might not fix everything, of course, but um, there's definitely something you're going to be learning in every negative environment. Like I worked in one place that... I really did not enjoy and I worked with some difficult people and it was a very, very tough job in terms of um, the politics and I, the one thing I kept, that kept me through it was like, okay, well, I've learned how to deal with p 
politics. I now understand how to maneuver in this situation and not be, you know, the the person that everyone's blaming for problems because it was really easy to get accidentally in that situation um, where you're the, the, the blame for the problem of the organization or the, the team or whatever. Um, but if you know how to maneuver properly through that, then you can survive the politics. So as much as I hated it, I did learn a lot. Um, and I did, you know, there are days that I definitely was not reframing it that way, but because I was stuck there for a little bit, you know, it was hard if I didn't do that. It was hard if I didn't think through how am I still growing and learning in this situation that's not easy. So I know, you know, you might be in a place like me, there could be plenty of people that are listening that are in an organization that is really challenging and they're really not enjoying it and the work isn't great and there's a lot of other issues I encourage you to do what Katina did and do what I did and really think about what are the the broader learnings, the broader things that you could be grateful for that you could potentially take away from this experience to help you get through it until you can find that next position. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, you know, I wouldn't encourage other people to sign up for the class that I took. I wouldn't encourage other people to, you know, be in the job that, you know, was causing you stress. But it's like you can avoid negative situations, but you can change the way that you think about them and what you find to be thankful for in those scenarios. So it's like we obviously would never say like stay in a job that's awful because you're like growing a thick skin and like just keep exposing yourself to awfulness (laughs) uh, because it'll make you better and all that stuff like in the long term, that really will wear on you. But if you can um, just try to find some of the bright spots, even on a bad day or in a bad job or in a bad company, um, it can help you to have some more of these positive emotions. It might help you to just feel better in general until you can find a job where you have a lot more to be grateful for or a lot more that you're, you know, thankful about. So, um, so yeah, I think that this is cool. And the thing that I love the most about this article is like, it's so easy, you know, like it's, it Mm -hmm. seems so straightforward and simple. Like, why aren't more people doing it? And it's just, I think because people don't, understand like how these simple things can actually have an impact and so I think it's really cool that you pick this article because it shows that these little things can do something and that to me is a really like positive learning yeah and I think that there's a big trend around this gratitude journal thing right now so think about that you know there's probably plenty of people that are listening to us that have done that you know have gotten a gratitude journal have done that a little bit try to use it in the workplace too. Like you can definitely take the same things that you're doing in your personal life based on this kind of trendy uh, movement for gratitude, which is has shown to help people in their personal lives as well. And you might as well apply it to the workplace because it is really easy. As Katina mentioned, it is so easy to do. You can do this in your personal life. You can do this at work and reap a ton of benefits um, to help you feel better and to help you ha- be happier in your job and in your life overall. Um, So why not? Why not do it? And also remembering that it's a practice, like that you have to do it with some frequency in order to see the impact, not every day, but, you know, a few days a week, um, as this study showed. So just like anything else, if you want to see the benefits, you can't just like journal once and then pick it up six months from now, like really thinking about making it (laughs) part of your practice to see the benefits. So almost everything that has a benefit requires consistency and practice. And this seems like it's the same. It's just that the intervention is so brief um, and the number of times that you have to practice it is not so overbearing that it's like, why not? So yeah. So is mm-hmm. there anything else that you think that people should know about 
um, gratitude or things that you would recommend that people do, either employees or managers or organizations that you think would help people to be more grateful? I think we touched on most of them. I mean, really it just comes down to employees taking that minute to f- reframe their themselves and be grateful for what, you know, figure out what they're grateful for in the, in the job, writing it down a couple times a week. Managers can take this and actually talk to their teams about it, do it on their weekly meetings or, you know, in any calls they might have with their team members. You know, you can take a two, three, four minutes to do this. Not going to really impact the productivity of your meeting and hopefully your employees will be feeling better. And organizations can really back this too. You know, you could think about doing this in like even like a big town hall. Maybe you have like a big company meeting. Why not take two minutes to everyone just kind of reflect for a second on what they're grateful for there's those really cool um interactive webinar things where you can text words to um whoever's running the presentation it'll populate onto the screen so it'd be really cool i think personally if my company let's say we did one of these webinars and they're like all right what is everybody grateful for and you can text this number and then a word cloud pops up on the in the presentation that shows you what are people thankful for so you not only get to see you know take the moment to reflect on your own job but you get to see what everybody else is thankful for maybe give you ideas for other things to be appreciative of so i think there's a lot of like little strategies that companies can do that are not going to cost anything pretty much um that can help improve people's positive emotions in the workplace yeah so create a culture of gratitude but it starts with you um so do it yourself as an individual. Um, encourage it in your teams. If you're a leader or a team member, and if you're an organization, think about what you can do to even model showing gratitude as top-level leaders or what tools you can give people to be um, more focused on showing how thankful they are for each other and for the work that they're doing. Yes, and we'd love to hear from you too. You know, Have you done any gratitude exercises in your life? Um, do you see this being a benefit to you in your workplace we'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic so please reach out you can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com you can find us on our website which is workerbeing.com and you can also find us on social media at workerbeing which is w-o-r-k-r-b-e-e-i-n-g we'd love to hear what you have to say yeah thank you so much thank you gratitude thanks for joining thank you oh (laughs) Yes. Thank you all for listening. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. 